Welcome to the club, the original leadership podcast for children's ministers with your host, Jim Weidman. Jim has been helping others on their leadership journey for nearly four decades. Now let's join Jim and see what he has in store for us this month. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Weidman, and welcome to another episode of the club. And uh, I'm just so excited now that we are an official podcast. Hope you have uh, chosen to follow us on iTunes and you are getting these every month. Uh, This month, we're going to be talking about marriage and family in the ministry. And I am just really honored because joining me this month on this episode is the queen of my heart, the queen of my home, uh, the, the second smartest decision that I ever made other than following Jesus was marrying this girl and uh, Julie Spencer Weidman. It is great to have you with me on the club. It is great to be here. Now, you've been on the club before. I have. And uh, it's not one of your favorite things you do. Talking in a microphone is not my favorite thing. But, no. you know, um, it's just one of the many things you do for Jesus. It is. I do it for the Lord. And you do it for our family. And for my husband. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, Julie, um, tell us what you do for a living, because basically you just make your family look good. Yes, I pretty much serve my family. I'm there to do whatever my husband needs, whatever my children need. I feel like that's what I was called to do, was to be a wife and be a mother. And some of these folks might not know that Yancey is our oldest daughter and that you work for Yancey. I do. Work, <laughs> work being, I work for her, but not for money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get per diem. I get per diem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> a cheap. And a nice Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, you're a cheap date, but uh, you're a great date. And, uh I am. It's kind of fun. So what all do you do for Yancey? You're, I know that... I am uh, like the road manager slash roadie slash sound tech slash merch slash nanny. Yeah, that grandmother <laughs> duty is pretty great. Yeah, the though. grandmother duty is the best part yeah, of it. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, I had some folks uh, send in some questions that I'm just going to get right to it. And uh, we're just going to talk about family and marriage and um, just feel free to jump in there. I'm going to answer some things. You answer. Um, you know, your answers are always better than mine when it comes to these kind of things. But uh, how did you as a couple find balance between work life and home life, especially in your busiest times? And, you know, busy times are one of those things that everybody says they have busy times. But uh, as busy as you think it is, it's going to get busier, isn't it? It does. It, it just gets ever, busy all the time. It, it doesn't ever seem to get better once you have children. It's just every season is busy for a different reason. Now, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about balance, uh, I think what they're really talking about is uh, not working. But you kind of set me down years ago, and um, you kind of told me you expected me to be successful well I expect you to fulfill the calling God has on your life and I don't want to look at God and him say why didn't you let him 
do what I called him to do. So I want to make sure that I encourage you and help you to fulfill that calling. Yeah. And, you know, your family, especially, I know uh, you had a great dad. And we come from two different worlds. And we, uh, we we come from two different worlds. I remember your dad sitting me down and saying, 40-hour work week is not biblical. And uh, It's not in the Bible It's anywhere. not in the Bible anywhere. And your dad said, sun up to sundown six days a week is uh, kind of the... Kind of how God worked. And so that's kind of uh, what was always expected of me. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I can always tell the cues when I'm working too much. And for me, the balance is to, uh, uh, just not be so self-absorbed in my work that I can, uh, tell when my kids and my wife need me. Uh, but you've always, you've always been, uh, you know, one of the reasons I think that I've been able to be successful is because, uh, you want me to work. In fact, uh, if I am not working, you tell me to get to work. You know, behind, that saying is true. Behind every successful man, there's a woman. That's right. And uh, so you've got to get to the place where everybody's got to come up with balances for them. But I think balance is in biblical definition, not in just doing nothing. That is correct. Okay, good job. I think society, we judge things by society's norm and not biblical norm. And that's pretty much been the the bottom line for our family. When we got married, we we were both from such two different worlds that we wanted a different reality than really either one of us had. And we sat down and wanted some things for our children, um, you know, Spiritually, we wanted some things for them. Uh, we chose to uh, parent them differently. And um, so in my book, Tweetable Leadership, I talk about a biblical worldview and some of the things that we did uh, in parenting. So I encourage you to look at that. But uh, here's another question. What do you do to make sure your kids had a biblical worldview as they were growing up? Pretty much. I think we in, injected the Bible into any conversation that we could. Yeah, it's just normal it, to say the Bible says in our family. Yes, we're very into saying what the Bible says and what God's Word says. You know, don't do this and don't do that. You know, uh, when the girls would talk back to you, um, you know, we talked about honoring your father and mother, but I also wanted them to know that they're not going to talk to my wife that way. And uh, because, uh, you know, and I would let them know that as, that as much as I love you, you know, I love your mother and she is the queen of our home and uh, a husband has to protect his wife. And so, you know, we, we explained those kind of things and talked about them uh, after um, you know, any kind of spanking or anything, uh, after, um, you know, the tears kind of, uh, shut down and things got back to normal. I would meet with them and pray with them again and, and say, do you know why you got in trouble? And we'd talk about the word. And so, um, I think that was, 
you know, we prayed as a family about big decisions where we can include the kids. And uh, I think that, you know, that, that biblical worldview and letting them know what the Bible says uh, is very important. Now, when our kids were smaller, they just didn't get to, uh, our kids didn't play video games. They didn't, you know, uh, watch very a lot of TV. Little, very little video game. Very little TV. Yeah, they we got ne- to watch Christian videos and Christian TV shows, but we were very strict when they yeah, were we, young. When they were younger, we really wanted to limit the voices so that, um, you know, um, you know, it was really when they started going to school and doing some of those other things is, you know, uh, I remember Yancey singing Cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun in the shoe store in a department store one day. And I, I said, where'd you learn that? She said, all the five-year-olds know Cindy Lauper. And, uh, so, you know, that was after she started going to kindergarten and, uh, but we lent, we tried to limit those things. We did. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, anything else you want to talk about as far as, uh, you know, I remember us, uh, you know, when they were little, we didn't really watch Disney movies. We didn't watch any kind of movie. And we really, you know, kind of decided what we were going to interject and what we were going to. Uh, but the world's changed, too. You know, there wasn't, uh, you know, riding down the road with your own uh you know, video DVD player and all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, I still don't think that kids need to just be watching videos constantly. Yeah. They need to learn how to think and how to use their brain and how to entertain themselves right. without watching a video. Yeah. And so uh, we, you know, we uh, probably watch more video with our grandson than we did with our kids, but we still limit that and make sure he plays outside and all that kind of stuff. So that's good. Uh, This is a question we hear a lot about having family devotions. Did you do them? And uh, we didn't do devotions. I mean, life was just one big devotion, looking for teachable moments and looking for times that we could make God's word real. And, um, you know, I remember... Uh, when there were problems with friends and hurts and, uh, you know, we would, you know, we always told the truth to our kids and we told them people would let them down. I, I remember when they'd go to the doctor, I didn't say this is going to sting just a little bit. I said, you know, this is going to really hurt. And uh, we tried to really uh, tell them the truth about things. And um, even the guy in the big red suit. I mean, I looked like him the uh, the other month when I grew my beard out, but uh, we didn't. We never told our kids uh, about the tooth fairy or any of those mythical um, questions. They still got presents at Christmas, and they, they got still Easter got baskets. Money yeah, for their teeth, they got Easter baskets. They just weren't from some weird. Mythical person. Mythical person, yes. yes. Uh, so, But, you know, the main thing was not that we were just anti-mythical people. I knew having daughters that one day I might have to tell them to break up with a boyfriend. And I wanted to be able to look at them and say, have I ever lied to you about anything? And uh, I think that was uh, kind of a, a big part, but, uh, 
you know, about that. And so, you know, I, I remember as teenagers, um, I love taping things, you know, and uh, DV, DVRing and um, all those kind of things because I could hit the pause button and talk about when they started watching movies and we watched some of these things uh, together as a family, we were able to stop and talk about it. I want to interject this. I think that's where a lot of people miss it, that like we were very strict when the kids were younger, but when they get to be teenagers, some people tend to keep that same amount of uh, strictness or try to keep them away from the world. And teenagers are going to explore and they're going to learn and they're going to try it or try to see things one way or the other and they can either do it with you or they can sneak off and do it and I think by loosening up things when they got older so that we could let them see and experience things but we were there to interject the godly voice of wisdom in those situations. Yeah, the first time Yancey smelled marijuana, she was with you. Yes, she was. <laughs> at a uh, Rolling Stones concert. Yes. And, um, and then uh, also uh, there was a story when Whitney wanted to go see Madonna, and yes. you and Yancey took her. Yes, we and, did. Uh, I had a lot of people at church. That's what Whitney wanted to do. We homeschooled, so that was like her senior trip. That's what she wanted to do was go see Madonna. And I had a lot of people at church saying, oh, you're going to take her to see Madonna? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And, you know, I just knew that I had to let her do it, but she would be with me so we could discuss what was going on. And y'all did discuss. And we did. And for me, when she walked out of that concert, it was worth what did she all say? All the money. The first the thing folks she, don't know. The folks first don't know thing story, she so. said to me when she walked out of the concert was not that I would have ever have drank, smoked, or done drugs, but after what I experienced tonight, I will never drink, smoke, or do drugs. Yeah. And the couple in front of you did everything but get a hotel room, right? Well, that was that was when I started going to concerts with kids. What parents don't realize is what their kids see. Um, the kids started when they were teenagers, they would ask me to go to concerts with them. And I feel like if your teenagers are asking you to go somewhere, it doesn't matter if you don't want to go, you, you need to go. go. And so it actually was a... Um, Jars of Clay. A Jars of Clay concert yes. that somewhere in the time that the tickets were first bought, the concert got taken. That's when they had their big mainstream hit. So it got taken and over it by got a taken secular over by a secular, the hard rock station, which added um, two more bands. So you had two secular bands and two Christian bands at this concert. And a lot of kids, Christian kids, got dropped off at their con at that concert because the parents are thinking they were dropping them off at a Christian concert. Yeah, some of the kids probably and, told them that, too. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't tell them that it had gotten taken over by the rock station. And there was this, so you had this half Christian, half uh, very lost crowd. <laughs> 
And I am not lying in that concert. Here I am. Whitney was probably 13 years old, then 12 or 13. And the couple in front of us did everything but take their clothes off. And, (laughs) And I'm like, and people were smoking pot. And, you know, it's like, and these poor Christian parents have no idea what their kids saw our experience that night and we and, just talked about it and, and made it just one more thing yeah that, and i realized then it was very important that your kids as they get older that they do get exposed to things if they're wanting to do that yeah we took uh we took the kids to so many concerts they wanted to go to it's amazing that they sit through stuff with us now and um and you know, enjoy it. And uh, it, it's kind of a fun thing. Uh, let's go on to another question here. Uh, how do you make sure you and your wife still like each other after the kids moved out? I think um, uh, to quote uh, to quote Beyonce, uh, I like it and I put a ring on it. If you like it, then you got to put a ring on it. Yeah. I remember why I did that. But I, I would say also we laugh a lot. We laugh a lot, and it's a choice. You yeah. you can either choose to get along and have fun with each other, or you can choose to be miserable. And and we pretty know, much laugh at each. We we, laugh we a have lot. turned into our parents. I married a funny one, and I'm very glad I did. Yeah, <laughs> and and I was I was more than funny when we first got married. I was fairly bizarre. Very bizarre. Very you're, bizarre. You're, you're, I've people mellowed. have no idea how yeah, much you've how how I've really mellowed. But we we laugh at each other probably as much as anything else. And yes, it, we do. Laugh it is at very each other fun growing old with one another, and um, you know it. I, it is you know if you'll just hang in there on those early years, um, the last ones are just fun as all get out. They are. Yeah, and so it's kind of good. So, you know, it's just a choice with us. All right. What was the one thing you did with your kids that you would do again if you had the chance? How about you, Julie? Um, I'm very glad that we did limit their exposure to things when they were younger. Yeah. That we were very strict, but then I'm also glad that we made the choice to let them kind of see the world with us being able to interject the biblical point of what we're seeing and why what we're seeing is wrong. Yeah, I I would definitely homeschool again. Uh, I was traveling a whole lot, um, probably as much as I'm traveling now. And, um, you know, um, I just wasn't going to just go days without seeing my kids. And we literally, all the frequent flyer miles from all those thousands and thousands of miles that I was traveling, uh, we used that to get tickets for our family and take our girls with us. And, uh, you know, it wasn't real popular at all the churches that we worked at uh, over the years uh, to homeschool. But, um, you know, being in our kids' lives and spending all that time and doing things, it just became our normal. And uh, today, uh, with big old grown kids, 
uh, we're still hanging out and doing stuff together. And uh, next uh, next week, we're going to a conference. It's kind of funny. Uh, I actually booked the conference later because I found out my wife would be at the conference. Both of my daughters would be at the conference. My grandson would be at the conference. And so I asked the question, why am not I not at the conference? <laughs> so uh, I contacted the folks and got plugged in. And as soon as I did it, then somebody else <laughs> contacted me and said, hey, I got something for you to do, but I'd rather be with my family than uh, just have something else and, to do. And that's what we do. We find ways that even while we're working, we're, we, we're together. Yeah, we're having a family dinner uh, that we didn't have time over Christmas for Yancey Ministries Christmas dinner. And so we're going to be doing that next week. I'm not a huge quality time person as much as a quantity time. Yeah. And I feel like any time we can spend together, even if we're working, that's still time we're getting to spend together. Yeah, I think um, what would you do again with your spouse? One of the things uh, we just, you know, we never celebrated anniversaries like you had to do a present every year. But every five years, uh, we've gone on a trip. And those have been some wonderful trips and very memorable. And that's one thing that, you know, I highly recommend people do. And, yes, get away for yeah. a few days. And, and we do that. Before I plan my ministry calendar, uh, we plan, you know, our vacation. We plan other times to get away that we want to as a family and uh, just making sure, uh, you know, we have that time. It's funny now that we're older that some some of my favorite dates have been to uh, Home Depot and Lowe's and just going to places, you know, anywhere I go with you is a treat. And uh, it's one of those things that... Uh, and that's how I feel. Yeah, so it, it's been fun. And um, one of the things that we made up our mind is we were going to adore one another. And we, you know, somewhere in our marriage, um, you know, it went... Uh, a little past love and went to uh, adore. And um, it's one of those things that um, I highly recommend that. I think one thing that will help a marriage is if when you wake up, you thank God for your spouse yeah. and realize that, you know, God has given you this person and you've committed to be with this person for the rest of your life. So if you wake up thanking the Lord for them and all that they're going to add to your life, then you'll figure out a way to get along better. All right. If you could say one thing to young Jim about being married, what would that be? And uh, I think um, it would be choose your fights. We fought a lot when we first got married and uh, we don't really fight that much now. And I think that it's because we both, uh, we really choose what we, um, you know, uh, disagree about or those kind of things. It's usually uh, me getting healthy is usually now if we have any kind of uh, uh, when I'm really making really bad health choices, then that's kind of the only time we um, have any disagreements now. But uh, young, I would tell young Jim, uh, just 
quit fighting. Just give up. And uh, uh, because even though making up was fun, it's just better to not have the argument to start with. Correct. Yeah, good job. Okay, how about you? What would uh, young? What would old Julie tell young Julie? Um, also, not to fight so much. Yeah, we and, were and we were two babies, uh, two youngest children fighting for control, and I think that um, if we could go back and do it today. It would be about we rather than me, and um, I think that's the the biggest difference. We're we're definitely an us, and not just uh, her and him, and um, and I think that um, that's something we'd work on. Yeah, yeah. What about as uh, being a mother or a father? What would you, what would old Julie tell young Julie to do um, as a mother? And we talked about this a minute ago. As a mother, uh, there's a couple different things. Yeah. Number one, I was too much of a perfectionist that I had to clean the house. And I would just soon clean the house, clean, do the dishes, do everything because I could do it faster and it would be done the way I wanted. And my mother was like that. Yeah. And I said I wasn't going to do that. And I did the same thing. Because I got married and I didn't know how to clean house. I didn't know how to do anything. And I did the exact same thing to my kids. And you are an and, immaculate housekeeper. And I, you know, I wish. And your mom was an immaculate housekeeper. I wish I would have made my kids do more work around the house. Now, Yancey and, has a housekeeper. Yeah, now Yancey just has a housekeeper. And Whitney needs one desperately (laughs) (laughs) and um but i'm much better with sparrow letting him do things for himself yeah and allowing him to he can't cut something as quick as i can but i realize the importance of letting them do things and he knows how to clean up behind himself and and he and he does love to clean yeah he's a work machine we call it Gigi's sweatshop and you know another thing i would have done which could be a different question was as a mother i wish i would have done the health thing with my kids and fed my kids more healthily then yeah. I fed them rather than a lot of junk food and would have exercised with them and taught them the importance of a healthy lifestyle rather than I can remember us uh, giggling in the homeschool group I was in in Alabama that we were the junk food homeschool group. <laughs> yeah, we pretty we didn't much know where a health food years. store was. So, yeah. uh, And, you know, for me, um, I think uh, I... I did play with the girls when I first came home, but then I'd get out the laptop and uh, going back with Sparrow, when he comes over, that laptop shuts pretty quick now and a lot better than it did uh, during, you know, I did play with the girls and spend time with the girls and play Barbies and shoe store with Yancey and all those things. But uh, I'd get that laptop back out and, uh, you know, it is uh, not a lot of work goes on when sparrows around, and so uh, that's one thing that I think I would do over. Okay, uh, here's here's a philosophical question, I guess, for you, Julie. It says, "Why do you believe marriages in the church are failing, 
And uh, the person says, just in one month, two people from my team have separated from their spouse. And so uh, um, why do you think, uh, you know, I think the main reason is is uh, they're not working on spiritual things as much. You know, uh, I, I was, you know, in, in all my years of working in a church, nobody's ever come in for marriage counseling that didn't either have their finances their their relationship with the Lord, their spiritual relationship, or their sex life messed up. Uh, one of those are multiple. Uh, we're going to be messed up, and I think that most people work on the other two more than they do spiritual things. I do agree with you that if people were to focus on the Lord and realize when they get to heaven. They're going to be judged for how they lived and that, um, I don't know exactly how to say this, let's see, that if if you are wanting to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant, you will figure out a way. To do it his way. To do it his way and to get along in marriage. Now, that doesn't mean that you stay in an abusive marriage Right. where you're being beat down. No, that that you get out of. But if you just have differences, you figure out a way to overcome it, to overcome it yeah. so that God can say, well done, you yeah. you overcame that. Yeah, and, and I think it goes back to that whole idea of taking every thought captive and make it obedient to the Lord. I mean, uh, to me, if... If we as individuals and couples would focus on love the Lord with all of our heart, love our neighbor as ourself, and then also would focus on taking every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, and, if you uh, focus on the Lord, you're not focused on be, being offended by what your spouse is doing. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you kind of choose what, what offends you. Uh, there's a scripture um, that says, those that love the word, nothing shall offend them. And so, um, you know, that's another thing. Uh, how do you and Julie get through rough patches? And uh, how are you both continuing to do so? I think the main thing is we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus told us to marry one another. And when Jesus tells you to marry someone, then you figure out a way to stay married to yeah. them. It and, all comes down to choice. Yeah, and we and, we really do, and that's the one thing that I ask every couple that I do premarital counseling: Do you believe with all your heart uh, that this that the person you're sitting next to is God's choice for you to marriage? And if you do something to mess with that union. Not only have you sinned against one another, but you've sinned against Almighty God. And, uh, you know, that is the thing that uh, there's a lot of things I don't know. But I do know that uh, Julie and I uh, were supposed to get married, and I'm sure glad we did. And that kind of sums up the last question we're going to have as we uh, kind of uh, end this thing, is why has your marriage lasted so long? It's been 37 years this past November. We're headed toward 38. And, uh, you know, I think the main reason is that we've chosen for it to last. Uh, we want to, you know, uh, we want to to 
keep our, our pledge to the Lord, our pledge to one another. I think about all the folks that I've had in children's church over the years, our own family, our own kids. I don't want to let any of those folks down. And now that we're older, especially, and we're kind of running out of parents, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I love you too much to, um, we've been through too much together to, to throw it away now. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't want to turn, I, you know, I don't want to trade in my 60 for two thirties. I mean, you know, thank it's, you. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably more the other way, the other way around is more likely to happen, you know, than, than, uh, me, but it's one of those things that, um, it has been fun being married to Julie uh, in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and now 60s. And uh, we get the senior citizens discount now, which is fun. Yeah, some places. Yeah, some places. Some so places it's good. We do. So there you have it. Uh, another episode of the club. Uh, if this was a blessing to you, uh, be sure and uh, uh, let us know that. Uh, we've got a ton more questions and on another episode. Uh, or two, we'll uh, answer some of these questions and talk about marriage things. Uh, if you would like to learn a little bit more about parenting and stuff, our style, I wrote a book several years ago called Connect With Your Kids, and uh, you can get it at jimweidman.com. If you will uh, look at uh, jimweidman.com, go to store, click on books, and you'll find Connect With Your Kids. And uh, i tell you what, uh, if you will mention in your order, uh, when you order this book that you heard about it on the club podcast, I will throw in a free digital download card. So you can, uh, also, if you order that book, you can get it for your iPad and other devices and all those kind of things. And so, uh, that will be fun and, uh, get connect with your kids. And we kind of go into some, uh, other, uh, things and give you scriptures about marriage and talking to your kids about hard stuff. And uh, it's a good book. Also, if you have a question for me or Julie, uh, you can ask it on kidmencoach.com. And uh, remember, you can join kidmencoach.com, get 10% off with the code GET10. And uh, when you put that coupon code in, just hit apply, and that will take 10% off. Uh, if you're not already a member and uh, there's a place, there's a group called The Club, and uh, it's a place where we can discuss each episode as well as uh, get your questions answered that we did not get to talk about. Or if there was something that we said, uh, I'll get I'll get Julie on Kid Men Coach and uh, we can answer your questions there. And so that is a blessing. Julie, thanks so much for being on this episode of The Club and uh, I look forward to spending the rest of my life with you. Back at you. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being a member of the club. We'll see you next month right here. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Jim for this month's lesson. For more information on Jim's resources, consulting services, infused coaching program, or to contact us, visit jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we are committed to building strong leaders.